Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. This week's reviewer of the week is V-Y-Y-Y-Wild. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She says, knowledge made fun. Agreed. I'm so excited. She says, I have subscribed to many pregnancy (laughs) podcasts, and this is the only one I listen to religiously. Thank you very much. If there's one thing I do, it's make knowledge fun. Okay, my husband is here. If you can't tell, this is going to be an awesome episode, you guys. Uh, She says, you have given me the tools and facts to make decisions I can feel confident about and have made it fun to listen to as well. You're welcome. Whether you're trying for a baby, pregnant right now, or just given birth, this podcast is for you. Thank you, VY Wild. I am so excited that you enjoy listening along with us. I, I absolutely love what I do. And I do think it's goofy and funny. And I think that it should be portrayed that way because I, we just take ourselves too seriously. Right, sweetie? <laughs> Have I ever been accused of taking myself too seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So I, yes, I do. Anyway, so I really appreciate mm. it. You guys leave the reviews, leave them. I love reading them. I hope that you get to hear yours on the podcast, but absolutely it helps bump this podcast up. So more and more pregnant women find it. And that is the goal is to spread the knowledge every which way. So I am back here today with my husband because I have, I don't know. I'm crazy. I don't know. No, no, really. (laughs) Um, No, I have not only been getting messages from partners asking for dad's perspectives, which I this is like after our last podcast episode. And I kid you not, I have not gotten messages from dads ever that I can think of other than being like on a live with them or in person in a class where they like have comments and they're like asking questions. Anyways, they reached out and they're like, what podcast should I be listening to? What information do I need to know? Um, but anyways, I'm, I think I'm just realizing too, not only is the point of view, I, like I'm missing the point of view from dads, it, it's kind of like, it, it. you guys need to hear it, right? Like women need to hear it. The dads need to hear it. I know a lot of you have your husbands and partners listening in on these podcasts and because you tell me. Um, and so I think it's really important that you get to hear like the guy's perspective. You force them to listen. I know. I was wondering, I'm like, you know, I do think it's really important if the guys can follow along and listen in on the podcast. The education is there. The information is there. But I'm like, I don't know that it's as fun for them as it is for the ladies <laughs> that are listening on. Because what I think is funny, sometimes you don't. Right. That's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I like we need our partners, right? We need their perspective and their strength and we need you to be knowledgeable and on board with what we're trying to do or what we want for our birth experience. And um, we need to be able to work in harmony together. So I think it's great for dads to listen and have all the knowledge that I drop on the podcast. But seriously, um, they're going to learn tons. And I, I think many couples do this together like but for their sakes, I think it's crucial that they start hearing from other dads occasionally too. So here we are. Um, this week, I want to talk about why dads love birth support, partly because this has become <laughs> a big topic for us. But this, I mean, you used to come in and and talk to my classes when I taught in person. Mm-hmm. You're, you're part of perspective in the birth course. Like there's a reason. Anyways, there's a reason that he's here and that I think all of everyone listening is going to benefit from this. Um, But number one, I think it's common for partners to not really understand why or what a doula is. That's why I wanted to bring you in and kind of talk about, right? And then number two, like it's an investment. It's not cheap. And it's a fair question to ask if it's going to be worth it. And I think especially, right, from a guy's perspective, you're like, if I pay for this thing, am I getting, you know, what am I getting out of it? And so I think it's, it's fair to kind of have both of those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's jump in. Um, Let's talk about doulas and what they do. I'm curious what you thought. Actually, I'm curious what you think too now, but before you knew anything about doulas really, and I brought it up, like, what did you think a doula did? So when you brought up the idea of a doula, like I had no idea what one was until you brought it up or approached me about it. And I, when you explained it to me, I'm like, oh, so we just spent all this time and money and training <laughs> and learning how to do this and actually practicing. Um, and you want to hire somebody to come in and do it for me to replace do my me. Job. Yeah. To do my job. So what am I here for? That's what I thought a doula was when you first, you know, approached me about that subject. Well, what did, okay. So what did you think they would be doing? What was your job? Did you know your job at that time? Cause I think the first time yeah, I brought it true. up was with the second was it with the second? Because she was remember. a doula. The instructor, the we took a birth course. Oh, that's right. The yeah, instructor she was, was a doula. doula. Yeah. And I really wanted her as my doula, even though she ended up not being able to support anyways because she didn't live there anymore. But oh, yeah, uh, like right. she's the one that got me thinking about, oh, I think I do want support other yeah. than my husband. And then I don't think I recall how I would feel about it then because it never really was a factor. But what did you think that they did when we talked about it then? Or what did you think that she did when she would talk about supporting people at birth? Essentially what I would be doing, which would be helping you. And so it was kind of like, huh, why would I want a doula? Or (laughs) if I spent all this time and money doing this thing, but I, I don't know that I could pinpoint exactly other than like pressure or pressure points on you, massaging you, hands on support, Mm -hmm. um, whispering, reassuring, loving things into your ear as I do. You thought the doula would be taking that over for you. Yeah. Bringing you little ice chips, things like that. <laughs> um, sneaking me food is what you meant to sneaking say. Sneaking you food, hooking you up to one of those rope things where you swing around or hang on to take the pressure off. I don't know. Putting a ball under you. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that gives you guys a good visual idea of what a doula should be doing <laughs> right okay so what does the doula actually do they do do all those things that i was trying whisper, to do the, wi- the whispers the, no actually so do you want me to butt? go into basically what my experience was having a doula no i'm just wondering <laughs> if you actually know what they do i mean i i 
so from my experience with you, it's get up at crazy hours of the morning to disappear for <laughs> 10 to 12 to 24 hours to exhaust yourself to help a woman give birth and yeah. support a woman giving birth. That's true. There are, so while I talk sarcastically about them at first, I still think they're like one of the best things ever after having had one. And we can get into that later if you want or. Yeah. Okay. They're like angels. Right? They are like some kind of angel. Yeah. A little fluttery. Okay, here here's what fluttery. That's a fairy. Was, whatever. Okay. A fairy angel. I'm tiny. Anyways. That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's a it Tinkerbell. <laughs> they have magic. No, no, no. No, no. Doulas are there to support a mother physically and emotionally, and in some cases even spiritually, right? But and I I know that we experienced that, like the physical and emotional support. Um maybe we didn't see the emotional support in the sense that she wasn't saying things that felt emotionally supportive for me it was like this woman is here she's here for me I I trust that I'm safe when she's around um I can tell that she is happy to be here to support me mm-hmm. there anyway so that like emotionally I was feeling like I am taken care of by the people involved in my birth space it's kind of like having a nurse who's on your side and not yeah. that nurses aren't necessarily yeah. when they're there, but they also represent the interests of the doctor, the attending yeah. physician, all those sorts of things. But a doula is somebody you hired who understands your needs, is working with you on those needs, and just someone who's on your team working with you, yeah. essentially. I love that you said it like that. That's exactly how I describe it when I'm talking to women um, and I'm interviewing with them. My big thing, and it says it in my contract, I work for you, not the provider. You know, that's where everybody else on that birth team in that setting is going to be working with or for the provider. I'm there to support you, to make sure that your needs are met, to make sure that you have, uh, you know, whatever options you need, knowledge that you have to be able to kind of move forward and make decisions. Um, And that's kind of that next thing. They offer knowledge and options. So absolutely, I think you personally as the birthing mother need to have the knowledge and the information. I think your birth partner needs to have that. I love having a third person there that when crap hits the fan and all these like, I said crap, all these crazy questions come in or suggestions from provider and nurse and things feel very, you know, kind of crazy or whatever in the moment that you can lean back. You have have another party there that's not emotionally invested, you know, as much in that baby and everything Mm -hmm. in, in that situation that can say, okay, so this is what they said. This is like my favorite part of being a doula or one of them. So this is what they said. Here's the information. Here's your options. What would you like to do? Yeah. You know, and then it kind of pulls back. It's like, oh, it's not so emergent. Oh, that isn't my only option. Oh yeah, I remember now learning about that. I would like to take that other option. Well, and there's someone you're a little more familiar with as opposed to, totally. not to knock nurses again, but just you go Isn't in that there being and, the first and, time you've ever met nurses. Them. Yeah. The first time you ever met them, first yeah. time they're meeting you, they're getting close to their <laughs> close to the end of their 40 hour shift and right. they've been thrown up on all day and, <laughs> and night. And you know, yeah, it's, it's understandable. They can get a little testy. Yeah. And um, not all the time. Right. Like I, Oh my gosh. No, you've had like, some good nurses. Yeah. That first nurse, she was incredible. Um, they were, I felt so bad cause I mean, I didn't have the knowledge. She didn't, it's kind of hard. I think for them too. Like when you have directions coming from a provider, like you, there's a certain amount of, well, I have to follow that too. And so she was trying to respect my wishes, but also like this is yeah. the recommendation and but she was so good. And in any, you know, opportunity that she could, she made sure I had what I wanted or that I was comfortable or, and just the way she spoke to me was 
really kind and really sweet. So I, I appreciated that. Um, so yeah, the, your doula should respect your wishes. They, they shouldn't have an agenda. Um, and yeah. I, I would say that it doesn't happen all the time, but the majority of the time it does. Our doula certainly didn't no. have an agenda. No. And in other words, by agenda, I mean like you should be going unmedicated. You yeah, should right. wait. Like they have their own issues or ideas on how your birth should go. That's there's we're told like even in training, you leave yourself at the door. You right. walk through that door and it has nothing to do with you or how you believe or what you think. You walk in and you are there completely for that couple. Right. And that is what a doula does. Your like, end goal is everyone well. healthy at the end. Absolutely everybody healthy at the end, but making sure that a mother is loved and supported throughout right. the way. Yeah. Yeah. The other part of that though is they support the birth partner. Yeah. And that was wonderful. Tell me Did about that. Did you want me to go? Okay. I'll I go into that. would love it. Yes. So again, I was when I experienced having a doula because we only had a doula on our third. Yes. Um, and this was our home birth. And this was our home birth. Yes. And this time we had really trained for like a long <laughs> period of time and practiced everything. Everything was ready. And when you approached me about getting a doula, I was like, seriously? <laughs> like I put in all this time and effort and you're going to have somebody come in here and take over and do it for me. And it's not that at all. He didn't say that to me. By the, you didn't say that to me. Oh, I feel like I did. You did after. You know how I have conversations in my head, though. Well, luckily it stayed in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. It, it's what you wanted at the time. I don't think I would have said it out loud. But. I could tell that you were irritated. I didn't know why. Yeah. But you didn't say that to me, which is yeah. good. But um, once she came in, I mean, I didn't get too familiar with her necessarily before uh, the actual birth because I was probably working when you met with her a few times and, and whatnot. But once she came in, it was like the best thing ever. So even though we had practiced and I was ready to go and I was all excited, it is, there's a difference having a doula over say just a nurse in the sense that she's there to support you giving birth, but she's also supporting me supporting you giving right. birth. And the best analogy I have was from that uh, one couple who are our friends that were taking your course. And uh, he gave a football analogy, which was, you're being the dad, you're like the head coach and your doula is like your offensive coordinator. There's someone there that's going to be calling some plays, supporting you, but overall they have the same objective as you and they're helping you achieve your end goal and helping your spouse or partner achieve your end goal as well. And you felt like that was pretty accurate. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Yeah, that was right on. And, and that, that was my experience with it. I was, I was, uh, by the time it was all done, I'm like, I'd never do that again without a doula. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, because she went and got us food or she would just it it allowed me it freed me up to focus more on caring for you in that period of time than I otherwise would have been able to if I was also running around doing the little right. things kind of behind the scenes that she was doing. Yeah. And it was great because she was receptive to cues that I was receptive to. Like, I think I mentioned this on the last one when you went through transition and were screaming the midwife, I think the doula was the first at the door, but the midwife was right with her. And it's just, it was neat to see, like, we're all concerned with you and getting you through there, but we all had this look on our faces like, it's time. And we all understood we were, where we were at this point. And it was a really neat experience to just have an additional person who's there going through that with you and who's on the same page as you, essentially. Yeah. I and love supportive. that. Yeah. I couldn't have explained it better. I'm glad that people heard it from you because that's, that's it oh yeah you know it's 
you want to be able to protect the couple space so that it's this beautiful sacred moment for them mm -hmm. and at the same time there's a ton of little things that need to happen in the background and so you free them up to be able to be fully present for their for the mother oh yeah and that was my advice to everybody from that point forward was absolutely prepare and learn and practice and train and do all these different things with each other so you're familiar with each other and then always i say get a doula yeah like training and all these things are wonderful and they're going to help prepare you for this experience a doula is going to set it up it's just one more support system right to ensure that things go the way that you want them to go yeah they're awesome they're awesome they're super cool i like them <laughs> um okay what do you think doulas should not do <sighs> i know the answer but do you know the answer they should not have their own agenda. <laughs> okay, well, I already talked about that. Okay, yeah, Give me you already one. said that one. <laughs> they should they should not bring... Okay, I guess it's the same thing. I was going to say bring their own ego through the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, what should they not do? Um, what would you have not liked her to do? She probably shouldn't have been doing that. Perhaps pretend that she's the midwife or, mm -hmm. or the doctor. Yeah. Um, shove me out of the way. Yep. That would have been frustrating. Yep. And I would have shoved her into the pool that you had been birthing in. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. It's a punishment fits the crime sort of thing. You're going to go in there with the afterbirth. <laughs> oh anyway, and all that other stuff. So be a good doula. Yep, be a good doula. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, so they um, not, essentially... I wouldn't really violently come after somebody. I would hope not. It sounds not. a little psychotic <laughs> in on. retrospect. Just, just a touch. <laughs> um, so they shouldn't be making decisions for you right kind right. of going along with that yeah. agenda no, um no. any medical procedures if you have a doula offering to check your blood pressure or offer a vaginal exam or you know yeah those are not things that that doulas should do and definitely like you'd said playing midwife or doctor that yeah. includes conversations that happen prior to you going in to see your provider like, I think I'm in labor and this and that. And, oh, you're, you know, it's fine to stay at home or it's fine to do this. And I will say, this sounds pretty normal to me. I'm pretty sure it's this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you check in with your provider. But then they go in with that information and they're like, so I'm pretty sure it's this, this, and this. I'm, you know, wanting to stay home. And the provider can say, mm, I really need to see you in, in here. Or, yeah, that sounds good to me too. Let's do like, you, you don't home. know what you're talking about. Stay home. <laughs> You got this. That's dangerous. So I hope that that's not the case. I like you said, like common misconception is that doulas deliver babies. Like I told my mom I was a doula and then I helped these women at birth. And she's like, should you really be catching babies? I'd say the common misconception is not knowing at all what a doula is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, when you start you explaining what you do, it's like people think you deliver babies. And then, yeah. you know, you went to a two day so seminar. So like a nurse? And, you want yeah. me to pay for a private nurse? Maybe that's why my mom didn't think home birth was very safe. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Bless your mother. She thinks nothing's safe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please don't listen to these mom. Okay. What did we um what did we do to vet our doula? And I'll I'll start because I I mean, I'm not sure why you did it all. I what was did like, I, hey, I was gonna I hired I'm this trying lady. to think and I'm like, uh, I let you vet the doula. Yeah. <laughs> I, I left that to you. I don't know. So I interviewed a couple of them. And in the location where we were at the time, there were like three or four that I could find. Mm. But I interviewed two and I did it while we were still overseas because we were moving back stateside. And um, so I met with them. It was like you over did? Zoom or whatever. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Oh, before that's we had moved. That. Yeah. Because when we finally Same with the midwife, moved, right? I had the baby just a couple months after. Same with the midwife, right? Because yep. <laughs> we moved in February and he was born in May. 
February. February. Is it brew or you? I think it's a rue. Fe- February. You just say it quickly and then. February. Anyways, so I interviewed a couple of them. And the first one that I interviewed was excellent, right? She was like, she had all these these births under her belt. She had taken all these trainings. She was certified. She did all these extra things like Bangkok belly binding and like all placenta encapsulation or whatever. She just had all these things that she did. And then yeah. I interviewed the second one. And I think I was like her third or fourth birth. She didn't have any official training. She like, anyways, and I, but I remember listening to her talk and I was like, I want you in my birth space. There was something about her that was like, it's a funny phrase. She's going to be calming <laughs> and relaxing and, um, comforting and loving like I could just feel I don't know maybe I want to even say like her spirit like I wanted that in my birth space what yeah. are you laughing at it just sounds <laughs> flirtatious I need Foofy. that in my birth um, space flirtatious think about birth that one. space yeah you're pushing a baby out mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so and then I made <laughs> sure like that you met her and by the time that you met her it was not online Remember, I met her yeah. and then she came to our house and you got to meet her. That was awkward, right? What was what did you think when you met her? I have no idea. I can't think back that far to when I met her. Um, I probably was still just holding on to like, why on earth? Get out of my house. Yeah. This is my job. Yeah. I trained for this. Get, yeah. Get lost. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have any specific memories of that i remember we had our two little God. guys there i was super pregnant and oh yeah um and it was 40 below you were just kind of standing there but she was giving us like ideas and suggestions on like here's how you can support her before and this is what i'll do when i come here and it sounds like you were kind of tuned out so <laughs> i was probably just like uh-huh okay this is my job yeah probably but then afterward a little butthurt it was great she'd give me breaks like when i was doing pressure on you and stuff Oh, and that was one thing I was going to mention, too, when you were doing your practice to all the couples in there and, you know, guys get nervous about squeezing. Too and hard. That, yeah, squeezing too hard. And it's that same couple. And he played, he was a tight end in college. And so he was a pretty, pretty fairly large guy. Yeah. And pretty strong. And you were there at their birth. You were dueling for them. Mm-hmm. And his wife kept complaining. She's like, you're not squeezing hard enough. And that was the one thing I would always pass on to people is like, you think you're squeezing hard enough on pressure. You can't squeeze hard enough yeah. to alleviate the. <laughs> he was afraid of hurting her going and on. rightfully yeah, so. Exactly. He's, you know, a he's big guy, bigger guy. Um, but I, I had my full body weight and I am tiny, but I, I mean, I had my full body weight into her hip and he needed to be pushing against yeah. it. So she was like, push harder, push harder, push harder. So know? that would be a little, a little tidbit to throw in there for right. the men listening. You can't squeeze hard enough when the baby's, you know, flying. She'll tell there. you if you do. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's uncomfortable or it is too hard for whatever reason, usually she'll let do you know. the, like a kick to the head. That's. Yeah, because we can kick. Well, because you're bent over, I'm bent over. Talking about like a horse? Yeah, like a horse kick to the head. Horse kick to the head. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Some things to consider when you're vetting a doula is how comfortable you feel around them, right? I kind of explained that um, just between the two doulas when I interviewed them either. Mm-hmm. And there's just different personalities. And I say that to everybody as I interview. I'm like, I think you should interview another doula, not just me. And I yeah. said a lot of it is going to come down to personality. 
you know, do you want somebody jokey and bubbly and fun and like more high energy in your birth space? Or do you need somebody that's going to be able to be really calm and not giggly? And, you know, there's going to be different personalities that work for your birth space. So I think it's important that you focus on how you feel about them or around them. Um, And then do they share a firm commitment to your birth goals? Back to that whole agenda thing. But when you bring up this information, are they like, well, are you sure you want to do that? Because blah, blah, blah. Or I mean, not that they shouldn't offer other suggestions or but can you tell that they're on your team, that they're on your side, that they're there for you, that they're going to support whatever you're going to have in your birth space Um, and then trusting your gut. Right. Kind of back to that intuition and back to my very, you know, that's what my experience was. It was like, I, I want you there is a reason that you're supposed to be at my birth. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of like going back to that. And and you can tell, I mean, I can tell as a doula when an interview has gone really well in the sense that like we're a good match for this. Yeah. Like whether you say like the universe put us together or whatever, like there's a reason that we've connected here and there's a reason that I'm supposed to be in that birth space or not, you can feel it. Yeah, but you're also sides. a good doula. Thank you. Because you're obsessed with learning all you can about helping these women. Which should be evidenced by what you're doing here. (laughs) I care about it. I care about it because it was a big deal for me. And I feel like I wish I would have had more. I wish I would have had somebody that was like in my corner. That was like. They did on the third one. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I also asked questions about my prior experiences. Um, In this case, like we didn't have a doula until our third. And so I was like, okay, here's what happened with my second. Like I had pushing contractions at four centimeters and I needed to relax, but I didn't want the epidural. What would you do? And so she was able to give me like that. I mean, now we had taken a birth course. We kind of knew about positional things, but she's like, oh, I'd I'd have you do this and we'd try that. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like those are the things that I don't want to have to think about or remember, you know? And so that was, that was really helpful too. And then there's some like basic questions. (laughs) What? I'm going to make you read some of them. Oh, you're going to make me read questions. Yes. So here I, I wanted to like make sure that I'm also teaching and like giving a ton of really good information for everyone listening. And so here's some like basic questions that I think are really important for you to ask when you are interviewing a doula. Do you have any training? What if I would say no? Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) The first you birth have, I attended, so, I had no training. So to be clear, you have less training than I do. <laughs> okay. And you Sitting want how much for this? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's true. We'll keep you in mind. First birth I attended, I had zero training, but I also charged zero dollars because mm. I wanted to see if it was something I wanted to get into. You were an intern at that point. Yeah. A Actually, princess. okay. That brings up a good point though, because I remember I told you this when I went with this mom for her birth, I thought because I had given birth three times that I would naturally instinctively know what this woman needed. And I didn't. Yeah. And it was um, like me with our first I birth. I had some tools, <laughs> but I didn't have any formal training. Um, and I hadn't attended enough births and I hadn't reached out to other people that had done it. And so she felt very supported and I was very grateful for that, but I could have done a lot better. And of course, that's with anything. Even after training, you get better and better as time goes. Um, but yeah, I think training, some kind of training is important, is my point. And for men too, like it's not, like you have to not be Not just trained. for women also, well, I mean, but like, strong even enough as for a men. Woman who, or what is that ad? Secret. Yeah, strong enough for a, a woman or something. Made, a man made for, a, made for a woman. That's it. He's thinking it's made for a man because he wears the same one. Yeah, I just buy, use whatever deodorant you buy. <laughs> no, but you like that one. You like it. Yeah, because it it's like non-scented and it doesn't it's like leave that jelly it's weird filling around it's your secret. I will put if a, you need a to wear deodorant. 
it's a good one carry on anyways so um i think it's important for guys to know that too like partners you might not know even with your train like i don't know you have to have training because if you don't if you don't have the information of like, oh, this is where she's at in labor, this is what I need to do. That was the same for you, right? Like hearing the information versus practicing the information. Yeah. It's different. And so anyways, it was a different experience for me to realize this is a, a skill set. And um, also that I have a responsibility if I'm going to be in this space to be useful and to know what I'm doing. So yeah. anyways, sorry, go ahead. Second question. Next question. Do you carry certification? Let me be clear that I have never carried certification. I wouldn't even think to ask that question. Well. You're just covering it for people who might think to ask that yeah, question. Yeah, because women get nitty gritty. They want to know things. Okay. I'm not a certification carrying person. Okay. Well, I'm not either. Let me tell you why I didn't carry certification because the um, couple of places I did take training from had their own rules or whatever. Mm. If they were, you were going to be listed under their whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know yeah. what? I want to practice how I want to practice. So I didn't carry certification. No. Um, another one is how many births have you attended? Oh, okay. Well, just don't skip right. that one. <laughs> I guess you're reading the questions now. I am. So I'll answer it for you. How many births have I attended? Yeah. What if my answer was zero? Well, if you've had the training and whatever, you got to start somewhere, How do right? I train without attending a birth? There you go. Like one of those little CPR dummy things, but um, with a baby coming out of a couple no. of hip bones You watch instead? videos and you practice on each other. And oh, okay. Anyway, You practice on each other. Yes. Now give birth. That's not how... I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I can practice the baby coming out. Okay. All right. It's like Dwight. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> michael scott and dwight having a watermelon baby i actually used to show that video in my birth classes because it makes sense it's pretty realistic yeah there's a lot Babies of screaming are slippery yeah, yeah that's true there's, there's, fluids. and you should mark um, them what kinds of birth are you trained for slash have experience with v-back <laughs> cesarean medicated home birth hospital etc and <laughs> why would that be important sweetie I'm asking you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I like I wanted to know for my births, right? Because I had turn it I around came, on me there. I can't, I know. I came from cesarean, but I wanted a VBAC or a vaginal birth after cesarean. I came mm -hmm. from medicated, but I wanted unmedicated. What have you been trained in, right? If the only births that somebody has been to is a bunch of hospital births where mom gets epidural, it might be a little different. The truth is, though, doulas are trained for natural birth, and we can also support any other kind of birth that happens. So yeah. um, unmedicated being the word that I should have been using instead of natural. But um, anyways, yeah, that they should be trained for that. But I wanted to know experience specifically for me was VBAC. I know that some moms are like, I have this specific complication or whatever, and I, I want to make sure that you've got skills with that. Some moms don't care. It's like, I don't care. It does, it, you know, whatever, VBAC, whatever. Yeah. You haven't been to one. You can still you know, support me in this. You're so, doing a little Q&A for it. Little, little Q&A. So the next question is, what is your availability? When will you be on call? Yes. Um, so I think that's a really important question to ask because people have lives and they go on vacations, right? And they have different <laughs> metrics of like when they're going to be, not metrics, but like policies for like when they're going to be on call. Like when I take a client I'm on call two weeks prior to their due date and two weeks after. But for me, that means I don't go outside of a certain range, right? Like I can't go on a trip to California or, you know, whatever, right. yeah. because I need to it's be within like holiday. an hour of being able to 
to be there for them. Or if I already have something scheduled, which um, commonly happens like, oh, yes, we are going to California or whatever in October, then it would be these are the dates I'm going. I'll be gone for these four days. If there's some by random chance you end up needing support or you end up in, in at your birthplace having a baby, this is my person that I have on call and you will meet her at least once prior to me leaving um, or needing her for your birth. So um, I think that's actually a really important question. And along with that, like how how often can I contact you? Yeah. What gives you the right? Yeah. Um, I, I tell you from a male's perspective, he's going to be the star of a show called Questions I Don't Care About. No. Thank you. Thank <laughs> it you it would that. be how much... How and uh, <laughs> what do you do around here? <laughs> all office, all the time. No, Actually, the other what one. What do you was, do around here is my go-to phrase for everything. Especially when we're around the house mm-hmm. and yes, anything. When I'm pretending to be a horrible husband, uh, yes. <laughs> I like to ask, what do you do around here? Yeah, especially on the days when I've like been doing everything all day. Anyway, I ask that of my employees all the time. What do you but do I always preface here? it to pretend I'm a misogynist. So I always to say, pretend. yeah, I pretend. Yes. So I always say to them, I'll ask you the same thing. I ask my wife every day. What do you do around here? You're such a douche. I know. Anyway, so how often can I contact you, right? Because I, like for me, I wanted the comfort of knowing like I could call, I could text, I could Facebook message. Like I could get a hold of this person if I'm having questions middle of the night and I don't want to have to like go to the hospital or whatever. Yeah. And I don't mean for like serious things. But um, for things, I need a Snickers. No, but if I like have questions, I want I want somebody that is on call available. So how often can I contact you? In what ways are you able to be contacted? (laughs) Same with like the backup doula. Do you have a backup doula? I know doulas that have them, and I know doulas that don't. Um, I will say it has been really effective for me to have a backup doula. Um, I have had to use it once or twice. And I've been used a couple of times as well for other women. It just makes sense. There, especially, I mean, think of like even COVID-19 or there's all sorts of like emergencies or mishaps or whatever that can happen. One of them, Mm -hmm. I was very ill. I didn't have COVID. This was years ago. I had the flu. But I'm like, I can't support this woman. And thank goodness she knows my backup doula and that she's available and she knew. And so it's just a matter of, you know, getting the logistics right. But um, also it's really important that if you're going to have a backup doula, you get to meet this person before the birth because I have brought a backup doula with me and the couple was like, I'm sorry. Like I, something is not rubbing me right about that. I don't want her in my birth space. Well, that's important. If that person is going to show up at your birth, why did you say it like that? (laughs) Birth space has become a new trigger word for something else for me now. Okay. (sighs) Conversation for another time. Anyways. So that I just think it's really important that they, if it's important to you that they have a backup doula and it's somebody that you meet and like, before it's birthing time. So in that case where they didn't like that backup doula, I was able to find another one and they met that one and liked them. And so anyways, just networking, right? What services do you offer? Like what? Like prenatal slash postpartum, breastfeeding support, cataloging. What the heck is that? Cataloging labor. Oh, I had to read the rest of the sentence. Read the rest of the sentence. Yes, cataloging labor, pictures, belly binding, etc. <laughs> Again, for moms, right? This is stuff you're going to care about. This so. is something a dad would ask. How many? Do you, what sort of cataloging of labor do you do? <laughs> do, do you take any or images? Do you freeze you dry uh, innards for me to encapsulate later? Okay. So 
like prenatal and postpartum visits, right? Is it one time you're going to see each other twice? Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be online? I started moving some of mine to online because couples were happier with that or chose to do that for at least one of the visits. Um, breastfeeding support, the, the doula should have some kind of training with that. But if they don't, you need to know that. And then they should at least be able to provide resources. And then there's just other things that they might offer. Like um, I know that my, my doula had different packages and one of them was I'll keep a timeline of your labor. Mm-hmm. And she warned yeah. us, I'm not texting during your labor the whole time. Like yeah. I'm keeping it. T- and I love that we have that timeline. Yeah. Um, she also took some pictures. Um, shoes. And with a, with, yeah, that was cute with the doula though. And she took pictures and I was like, Oh, that's great. I wish I could have afforded a separate photographer or that somebody would have taken pictures of her supporting us. Cause she's not in any of them. And so um, it's like, she's not there. And I did want pictures of her within my birth space. <laughs> you want pictures of her in your birth space i do okay actually yes covers. or you know or for example when i needed her to be like doing the hip squeeze during pushing yeah. i didn't have pictures you know so it like both ways like i wanted i just i wanted to be able to yeah. document it a little more and you do what's in your what's in your budget That's too because all your pictures do make it look like i was much more involved than i really was <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But or like you were doing absolutely nothing. I did everything. Oh, yeah. Look at these pictures. <laughs> and then it can be like belly binding or placenta encapsulation or whatever the the postpartum stuff is. Um, and then how many times they'll see you after? Like I visit at least one time after oh, yeah. after they have their babies. In fact, doulas can be um, kind of the like interim. They can be the the people that kind of catch the first signs of postpartum depression or things that need to be seen by a doctor. Um, we never take on those roles, but if a mom is having a ton of bleeding or I went mm. to a mom's house 24 hours after she had had her baby and she's like, the baby's nursing, but we haven't had any wet diapers and they're sleeping all day long. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like your baby's dying. Like not literally, but like your baby needs to eat, mm-hmm. you know? And so she, um, the, the latch, there was something going on, even though it looked like a great latch, but she wasn't, the baby wasn't getting any food. Um. And I said, you need to call an IBCLC in the morning and you need to give them whatever breast milk you have in the freezer. And she did that and the baby had a wet diaper and then she could, she mm. called the IBCLC, but Look I at mean, you. Well, like no, Dr. but Quinn. I just, <laughs> I just mean like they should be the first line of defense for a lot of things. Yeah. You can be as a doula and it's um, a benefit to mom. Plus so. your hormones are so nuts after you have a baby. What's like that? Like your hormones <laughs> are so nuts after you have a baby. Yeah, you know, watch that, it. That maybe sometimes you don't, well, no, like. Oh yeah. Bring just it back like and be gentle now. Mm-hmm. You, you're not necessarily know what you're looking for. And you're not necessarily in a mental place to see what maybe you should. So yeah, that's true. And And right, like partners, um, husbands should be in that role as well, right? Like you, you can probably look back now and say, with my first, second, or third birth in some different places, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you weren't doing well. But at the time, we were both just like, what is happening? That's true. Yeah. And you talked about postpartum depression not just being for women but that you would experience that as well. And so I think when you're both going through it, it's probably even more difficult. Yeah. Um, anyways, they provide a lot of resources and care and love and support. And so this, that's good. This question is for the fathers. Okay, that go they for would it. Ask, go for it. What are your fees and what do they include? So what how much and what do you do, do around here? <laughs> okay. I jumped the gun apparently. Yeah, a little bit. So um, I'll get into cost of a doula in a moment, but I... I did want to talk about like what labor or what support looks like in real time. And so did you notice, I'm curious if you noticed okay, any kind of support or what the doula did prior to me going into labor? Um, I know she met with you um, prior to going into labor. You were kind of going into labor when we really 
when she was really there to do whatever. But she, I know she did sort of go over your expectations, what you wanted to do, and lined those things up and just made it clear that she would support you in those things. And I think she did a good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I had told you at the time, but I actually picked, she had like some different tiered options and I picked one of the more different tier expensive options. ones. Oh, <laughs> is that why you did like the classic salesman's pitch right now where I just said how much and what do you do around here? You're like, that's great. We'll get to that at the end, but let me talk a little more about what you get. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I can't I don't think I have any tiered options. So yeah. Well anyways, I didn't even know they, there were tiered options. Well okay, go ahead. so what you don't know doesn't hurt you. So <laughs> anyways, I I wanted her option. She had one where it was like, I will send you um articles, research, encouraging messages, oh, yeah, whatever, okay. once a week. You can contact me anytime. Like it created this like I could call her anytime. So I had like I wanted all the support I could get coming up to that birth. And I felt like it it did me well. I, I felt like that was money well spent in my opinion, but you didn't know about it. So that works too. Anyways, usually how it goes. and then you talked about the support that I received during birth. How about after? After was good too. She came and visited and, and you know, checked up on you, see how things were going. And yeah, that was probably our best birthing experience. I shouldn't say probably it. it that was, it was. Yeah. Everything kind of went the way you wanted after you were done pretending to push baby finally came out. Oh yeah. I'm going to smack you when this <laughs> is over. I can throw you under the bus on that one. <laughs> yeah. I know. Keep it up. You will. Such an abusive It's my life. turn to pick date night. <laughs> I know. That's true. <laughs> it's Greek food. Again. No. It's massage your partner night. <laughs> yeah. Guess what we're doing? <laughs> I'm eating beans and then in an hour you're going to massage me. <laughs> bubble so, bath. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have a bubble bath or a jacuzzi. <laughs> All right. So um, support after birth. But yes, she came. She took like she like ended up taking pictures for us. So she mm -hmm. brought some of that with her. She brought her daughter with her, which I thought was super nice. She got to see the new baby. Oh yeah. It was we had our baby on Mother's Day. So that year it was oh, yeah, Sunday Mother's we did. Day. And so she got to go home after not sleeping and enjoy her Mother's Day and, and so she brought her her little girl back and that was really cool. And he is a bit of a mommy's boy. Dave? Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Um, she, this is what I felt the most, um, being like support when what that looks like real time. And I talked about this a little bit. She held space for me. I felt like, what does that mean? Be so, specific. <laughs> she was there and her presence allowed me to be in a vulnerable position and mm. do what I needed to do throughout the birth, feeling safe and comfortable. She was one of the kind of like sentinels i don't know you know like <laughs> she was one of the like protectors of yeah. that space yeah and so that was really big for me i also trusted her i felt like if she was recommending things or agreeing with things that were being recommended you mean when i was people, recommending things and she would I, agree with me yes then you'd I be cool with that, it yeah okay and, after and all our practice was, and trust work mm -hmm. and, all, yeah, and that okay. it was safe so make sure we get that out there <laughs> And then she worked well with the rest of the birth team. Like there was, she was calm and supportive. There was no like weird, um, she just like fell into her role very comfortably. It wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about her. There was no contention between her and anyone else, which I have been at births where, um, you know, well-meaning family or whatever, like they kind of like, like sometimes your own mom, <laughs> like jump in and you're just like, please stop. You're making this worse. Right. Like, yeah. like in my case, when the nurse is coming to tell me 
will you please tell your mom that if there's an emergency <laughs> that we like there will be a bunch of us in here and we'll take care in other words was this like, after your iv fell out i don't remember and she like but lost it labor. like you were about to lose and, all your bodily fluids yes, on the ground and the from your nurse IV. <laughs> feels the need to come tell me to will you calm your mom and i'm like how is this my life right now so anyways yeah. yes very calm and supportive what makes you think i'm in a position to do that <laughs> and then what's the cost of a doula so i <laughs> Do you, I don't know if you even remember. Now that the sales is all wrapped up and all the things you get. Yes. How much is it doing? Was cost an issue for you? Do you remember? I don't know. But when is cost like, an issue for me? And not that we're like super wealthy, but I'm mostly just kind of like, eh, money comes, money goes. And you really, but I and you really you wanted it. Like, even though I had practiced so hard and trained for so long. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it had nothing to do with it. You really wanted it. So, so it know, wasn't an issue for you. It's like a trip to Target or something. It was a little more than a trip to Target. <laughs> A couple well, trips. To I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was at least two. <laughs> You're so no, rude. I'm just kidding. Um, but cost varies, from what I understand. It does. Yeah. So, I will say this has kind of been frowned upon. Um, I think at the time I was becoming a doula, it was happening and frowned upon. But definitely since then, and that is the like, I'm a new doula. I'll do a birth for free, mm. um, because it discounts. I think like the big thing within the community is like it discounts the care that you're giving. Like yes. You, maybe you don't have all this experience yet, but you're still taking time away from your family and you're still going to be with that family, you know, possibly in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and you've got childcare and whatever else comes with it um, that you deserve to be compensated in one way or another. And the truth is when you are a paying customer and you pay for something, you respect it and treat it differently too. That's true. I took her more seriously because we paid for it, but if it was just some like a friend weirdo or whatever, friends coming over, I'd probably be like, weirdo okay. friends. how many of those do I have? You know, a lot of doulas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways. It's weird in a good way. Yeah. So I like just so that you guys are aware, like in our area, it can vary between like a new doula around $300, very experienced doula closer to 1500 plus. I've seen it more than that. Um, I think it just depends on the experience, the scope of practice. Um, I, there's a bunch of different factors that go into it. But in other words, it's an investment. Yeah. I think it's a well worth it. Investment. Oh, I would do it again. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But it is an investment. Again. So I think that's fair. Yeah to say yeah and i would always tell people that when you were teaching i'd be like not that you need to hire my wife nor that i really want you to because i wanted to hang out with me (laughs) but um i would absolutely recommend hiring a doula even after all this training it just makes it this training that much more effective yeah yeah i agree okay i wanted to kind of finish this with what would you like to say to other dads out there um Oh gosh! About doulas. Oh, Don't, about doulas. This isn't like a oh, life. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah. Wow, so much. Um, doulas are awesome. Like the example I brought up before, you're the head coach. They're the offensive coordinator. They're going to support you. They're going to make your life. They're really going to make it so you can focus on doing the things that you want to when your spouse is laboring, or partner is laboring, and you'll build more of that connection in that process because you have someone taking care of some of the little things that you otherwise would have to take care of. And they're, they're a a bajillion percent worth it, which nothing can be more than a hundred percent. I know, but I'm going to agree with you. They're a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm really excited. We got to do this together. I hope this was helpful for everyone who is listening and you guys have your partners listening. Um, Definitely. If you have more things that you want to hear from dad's perspective, get a doula, uh, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> send it to hello at myessentialbirth.com or you can reach out to me on DMs on Instagram at myessentialbirth. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.